Today's episode is the second part of a three-episode series chatting with Iris. Last week, we discussed her mother losing the family home, and this week, we will delve into her mother getting into a fight with Iris, grandfather's new wife, amongst other things. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this week's Trauma Dump. I always remember the scene, it's like a scene right on its side. It feels like everything's a movie. And yeah, because everything was so dramatic back then. Like my mom standing in the rain and then crying or something. That actually happened. So everything for me was like so unreal right now. But yeah, I remember like I was standing outside of my mom's new place. And my mom at that time wouldn't agree my sister to meet with her father, which is my dad, like our father. And I insist to bring her out because I I heard my sister saying to another classmate on the phone that she would really like to meet her dad because she hasn't seen him for so long. So I was like, 15-year-old me, I was like, yeah, and then just... Because my mom wouldn't stop me to go out with my dad, but my mom would stop my sister because she was so young, right? So then I would just like secretly sneak her out and then... We met up with my sister's father and then my auntie. And then my mom found out and she was at work. And then she called me and she started shouting at me and stuff. And then I hung up and then I had this like a mental breakdown in front of my auntie and my father and also my sister. And my sister being so young. And she also started crying because she she didn't really know what's wrong. And then my dad being like, I don't know, like a very father very patriarchal person, very Taiwanese. She didn't really say anything and he couldn't, of course, like he couldn't cry or something. <laughs> yeah, so very stoic, but not in the healthy way. Yeah, and then my auntie just also like, she was so sad seeing that and she started crying too. And she was just like, it's really hard for like these two kids and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was very hard. And I did tell her that it was like that moment, even though she didn't do anything, she was just crying with us. Then I feel like the compassion she had for me and my sister. And I'm also like, yeah, okay, this is this is not right. And then somebody also knows this. So fine, it's okay. That's, that's amazing that you had someone that was able to hear you. So this auntie, that was your your father's sister or your mother's sister? My father's sister. Okay. She's very yeah. Uh she's rich. Well she doesn't speak that much English, so I hope she wouldn't hear this, but it's the she's she single. Uh no. No, but she doesn't yeah. have kids. <laughs> she doesn't have kids, so okay. <laughs> let's see. But yeah. second we'll wait. We'll wait for uh her, your uncle to to kick it. I can give him a give her a call. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> what was your childhood like? I mean, how do we define childhood? Is it until like before you're 18 or before teenager? So like before 15? Well, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. So my life before morning was pretty okay though. It was like 
it was, I, I was, my family was, I wouldn't say rich, rich, but I would say we were doing pretty okay. And I went to like a bilingual kindergarten, which is a private school and you work at one of them. So you know how expensive the school can be for children. So I went to this kind of school when I was like five or six. And then I moved to one of the most expensive area when I was seven or eight with my mom and my dad. So we were very, very okay. But just, they were, they were pretty okay. And then until lately, I think like the business plan didn't work out. So like started to fall apart, like their relationship. And then it was just, it was still pretty not, I wouldn't say bad. It was just, okay, it's a lot of arguing. It was a lot of fighting and arguments, of course. It was not nice for a child who was in elementary school. Well, I would say I wouldn't say that's nice for everyone. But other than that, there was no big problem until my late childhood, like twelve. So my sister was three or four at that time. Then my mom, they both kind of just not be they wouldn't be at home at the same time. They try to avoid each other. So I would say my childhood was pretty all right. It's not perfect, of course. Nobody's childhood is perfect, but was, I don't know, functional. You went to a boarding school in Taiwan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. For almost 10 was years. It, was it that famous Buddhist boarding school down in Nanto? No, it was just like a national school trying to like trap people into it and into learn traditional arts. <laughs> oh, so that's where you did the whole gymnastics thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it was a very, I think it was a very good, like, it's good that the government trying to preserve the the traditional arts, like Hakka opera, like the language itself, or like Taiwanese opera, or acrobatics. So yeah. So, but, but yeah, that was the school. And my sister is there right now, and I'm very happy that she's there. Even though you just used the word trapped <laughs> describing the school earlier? Yeah, kind of. Because it's like, it's a school, you don't have to pay much as a parent. Mm. Like, if your kid is in it, like, you pay, how much is it? I think my parents pay 6000 for one semester. But, wow. yeah, I live there. Like five days a week. Okay, four days. Five days, yeah. So like I would go back on Sunday night and then when I go back home on Friday night. So that's five days a week. And if I if I wanted to, I could stay over the weekend too. But I didn't really wanna, you know, stay there. Um so then that's like a free accommodation and also four meals a day. And then yeah, and then like just courses like ballet and then jazz or like different kinds of dance, chorus and acrobatics training and then gymnastics. It was just like very cheap so that they kind of give you these resources and then so that you can perform for the for the government mm. or the time you're there. So which is pretty okay. And the school's in Taipei or how in- Yeah, it's in it's in Nehu, actually. Oh okay. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice area in, in Taipei, one of the more expensive areas. Yeah, crazy expensive, yeah. Uh, okay, so then you were in the school. So when you didn't 
like you would go home on the weekends, even though you didn't have to. What was your purpose for that? Were you trying to like help out your sister or you didn't really realize the extent, like you're a kid, right? You didn't know as an adult, you can look back and say, oh yeah, that was a shit show going on at my house. But as a kid, what, why did you want to go back? I still, I still don't understand. Is it because I hated, I hated performing so much that I wanted to go back to my family every weekend or just because I somehow knew I should be there? I think it's just like, I think I liked the time when we were together, like a, a small family, like me and my sister and my parents. And I liked that. And when I went to boarding school, I realized I don't have it anymore, really. And I didn't think that much about it. So I really like to spend time with both of them and also my sister, like just eating dinner together or just go somewhere or go to the park or something. So I was always, I would try really hard to go back on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, but again, it was like some part of me still didn't really know what was going on. In your memory, that's like kind of where the, the trouble started with your family. Like the business started to go sideways and that mom and dad were just avoiding each other. Yeah. And then fighting again and like that, I think somehow they're just not doing business anymore. And both of them didn't find another job. And then, of course, it's like they have to figure out a way to pay the loans to pay my tuition and I was in credit school too, I was in Pushipan. And that's a lot of money for like learning English, learning mathematics. And yeah. So they they fought a lot and it was always mostly it was always about money. And then my dad I don't remember who started drinking, but like maybe my mom because she always she was always like she has this condition of like depression and bipolar so me so she was always she would drink for a bit and then quit for a bit so it's like on and off and when they're mad she also had like a sleeping problem so like she couldn't sleep without the pill so when she ran out of the pill she would just start drinking to get drunk and to go to sleep mm. so i think she started drinking and then my dad also started drinking, but they don't drink with each other. So my dad would drink outside and my mom usually drink by herself. And then she, at that time, she has been playing a lot of video games. She was always in front of the computer and I don't know what game she was playing, but she would still be like, I wouldn't say she was a good mother, but she was still trying to cook when this dinner time or lunch time for me and my sister. So we were never starved, but she was just not there. And then they both, both of them weren't there really. It was just me and my sister, but it was fine because we also had a cat and we were young and I mean, my sister had me. So yeah, and I was too young to realize that I was wrong. Then, then my dad started they do started to have some drunk arguments, right? And of course, my dad is a very impatient person, still is. Um, then I think there are some physical 
I don't know, physical violence thing got involved. And I don't really know. My sister knew better than I do because at that time, by the age of 11, I already went to boarding school. So I wasn't there for my sister too. Five days a week. So I only know then on the weekends. Okay. So uh, is there anything else that, that you feel that was uh, really traumatic or trauma-causing by this whole uh, situation with your grandfather losing his house? I mean, just, I think, well, I wasn't there again. It was like, so that from knowing this until we move out, like in these almost three years, there are two major events. So like one of them was like when my mom and my grandma were at home, like just by themselves. And then my mom being a bipolar, sometimes she says things she shouldn't say, or maybe she just says things she actually like, it's just actually what she thinks. So she thinks my grandma being a Filipino is trying to skim my grandpa's money the whole time, but which is completely bullshit because we don't have that money anymore. Yeah. My, my mom still thinks like that and I can't change her, of course. And then there was just one time they were at home and then my mom said this kind of thing and my grandma was being mad at my mom because she, my mom caused them to lose the house. So it, it kind of triggered her to in into like it kind of triggered her to I don't do something physically violent to my mom like she kicked her or something and then my mom was also like you know like they started fighting with each other and until the police came oh. and my mom uh, uh and my mom one of my is a limb like the bone mm-hmm. like is limb yeah so one of her limbs Got broken for that. Damn! Don't 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 fuck with Filipinas, man. They are. I know, man. No. They are the Puerto Ricans of Asia, yo. Yeah, man. Don't never don't don't fight with them. And my and my mom was very skinny, so I mean, even it's not limb. Sorry, it's a rib. Her rib. One of oh, her rib got busted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, like one of her. Rip got broken and the police came and she got sent to the hospital and then that's and then me and my sister came home. We were like, What's going on? And my grandma explained and I didn't blame her for that because of course I know I know my mom sometimes can be very rude when she is under the influence and also when she has her Simpsons. And then I have been telling my I've been nagging at my sister since she was like Three or four. So, so eventually... I mean, in a way, in a way, you're kind of you're kind of filling the mother role. And I mean, you say nagging, but you know that that's kind of the the quote unquote motherly role, right? Yeah, I do say, I do see her like my I do see my life before she turned eighteen. For she turns eighteen, I do see that my life now is just like being her support, like being her mother, and both. Like even father just being her parent because both of them, I know they are trying their best. Like you said, I know they that's the best they could they could do. And 
yeah, and I'm sorry that they couldn't do even better. And I could, and I could try to set her in the right path. And I don't mind being that person. Like, yeah, before I said, like, I was jealous about this, but then now I wouldn't mind to be that person as long as she is happy. She's being like a normal teenager and then she will grow up and she will have a, she will be a responsible adult and then I'm fine with everything. If she want to do OnlyFans, that's fine too. <laughs> like, whatever. I want to do OnlyFans, but nobody wants to pay for pictures of my feet. You never know, man. Okay, I gotta I gotta go to get a pedicure then and start posting some pictures. I support your business. I won't buy anything, <laughs> but I I was trying to promote it. <laughs> any any way to live the dream? Any way to live the dream, eh? Anywhere to live, yeah. I'm... And and you know what? Like, hopefully, you know, you, you know, your sister's going to a therapist, and you know she's hopefully working on getting healed. You know, maybe. There's a distinct possibility this this generational trauma will end with her, right? And it's very possible that it's going to end with you because you're seeing a therapist. You're trying to become healthy. You're trying to draw boundaries around your, you know, insane family. So, you know, there's a distinct possibility this could end with you. Now, I don't know if you want to have children or not, but uh, it could still stop with you whether you have children or not. So this, so this is like this vivid memory, like everything just coming to a head. This is when you were, you were 14, right? Ish. Yeah. For 14, 15, something. Like that. You would have been 14, 15. That means your sister would have been. Seven. Seven. Okay. So now you, you shared this with me before, I think on, on a road trip somewhere that's, and I, I remember needing a. Uh, I needed a piece of paper and a ruler and a timeline to, to figure it all out. But so you and your sister, Aww. you and your sister share the same biological father, right? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what I remember. Okay. I should draw, I should draw a picture for like a family tree, but it's also yeah. very complicated for me. Like I, I remember when I was 14, I tried to draw it and I just found out this. And then they were just like, hey, let's draw a family tree. And everybody was drawing it. And I was like, um, yeah, like, I don't know how to draw my family tree. <laughs> and I asked my, because they say like the, it's like a certain line you use, right? If they are married, you don't use like, you don't use like, a, you use a dotted line if they are married because they are not relatives or something like that. And so I asked my teacher, I was like, they, my mom wasn't married to this guy, but I, she had me with him, and then she had my sister with this guy, and they weren't married, so what line should I use? And she was like, uh, um, um, I don't here's know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a color crayon, just, just do whatever. Yeah, and she was like, um, yeah, like she was totally speechless, and then she was like, you know why you don't have to do this assignment and i was like okay <laughs> great sure yeah uh, thank you yeah uh, so the man the man that you call dad your 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 mm -hmm. quote-unquote father he is not your biological father right no yeah no okay so he's the guy that raised you and was with your mother with the 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 business and uh in, in your younger days right 
Yeah, and then I have my sister. So okay. And then your half brother, you have a brother as well, an older brother, correct? Yeah, we, so we, so me, my brother I, and I and my sister, we three share different fathers. And okay. yeah, and then we are the same mothers. And then my biological father has like five kids because I'm not a woman. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's a interesting family tree. I know you the, the, the crayons and the colored pencils and uh you know the, yeah, the swirly yeah. the the swirly thing, but definitely not not a not a traditional family. It's like a big messy family, I guess. Yeah, my grandfather always had a saying. He's like, uh, he's like, it'd be really interesting to to actually be able to go back in time and see whose father we are really our fathers or who's, you know what I mean? Because, you know, back in the day, people just had affairs and then they got married and they got, they just got quiet about it. Right. And he always had this point of like, it'd be interesting to go back and just see who's the real, like who your real parents are or who your real grandparents, grandparents, grandparents are. Because his theory was, you know, people were horny back then. So they cheated, but they just kind of kept it quiet. It was kind of like this, like, oh, it's secret. Yeah, that's also true. So, yeah, the blood, the blood doesn't really matter then. <laughs> right? In my opinion, no. Because I, I think it doesn't really matter, but yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy is your father. He treated you like it. He claimed you as his own. So, yeah, whoever, not to be blunt, but whoever put the DNA into your mother... That's you know that's that's one person, and then the person who's your your dad is a complete different person. But that's you know, yeah. It's nice to know both, I guess. I try, I try to stay contact with my biological ones, but I don't really see the point because he joined quite lately. I was already like in puberty. I was like fourteen, fifteen, and I tried to have, I tried having dinner with him like once in a while. And then he tried giving some money every month, but he only he only went on for like a year, so it wasn't very much. And he bought me my first scooter, which is a second hand, like very old one. So he, I don't think I owe him that much compared to yeah, yeah. And and then I did tell him like last year before I went to Germany, I did tell him just like just so you know, I ain't going to Germany for a while. I think you should know. And then that's it. And then he wanted to have dinner with me this recently before I went to Europe again this year. And I I kind of just don't really see the point of having it because it's like, I don't know. Like, it's okay to be friends, but we are also not friends. And mm. I don't mind keeping an update about my life, but like having dinner is just weird. <laughs> it's like... It's, I it's a relationship. It. I do. I mean, it's a relationship, right? All relationships are built. And, you know, with this guy that was absent from your life that you just discovered when you were in your teens, like, yeah, there's, there might not be anything there to build upon. And that's okay, right? It's just, if you have the feeling that you want to build and, 
you know, to try and build that relationship, then yeah, it's going to take work, like all relationships. I mean, granted, like you shared earlier, it's it's a little bit difficult. Like you're it's you're really easy to to cut people off, yeah. So you might be doing that with your dad a little bit. Yeah, it could be, but also like maybe my I would say like if I would dump something, like dump my emotional shit to a person that it's close to me, then maybe my mind in general just not just chaotic, right? So I think I still need to really see my therapist. Um, I haven't seen her for a while, so which is my fault. And I should, I should meet her, and to keep myself stable and try to, you know, figure out a way around this whole family thing. But yeah. I think like this time talking to you, I think it's much better than like last time or like before when you were recording my podcast because like now I'm basically I'm pretty calm and I'm pretty just like. Yeah, it is what happened. And I don't feel sad. I don't feel like the word is so unfair. I don't feel like, I don't know, blending everything, a lot of people. So, so, so but I, that's what you're doing. I will go to see my therapist. That's, <laughs> that's great. So that's that in general, that's how you're dealing with, with this, with the trauma. Like seeing your therapist. Um, I mean, Previously, you were kind of doing some self-medication, right? Yeah, like reading books and stuff and still doing it. And okay. writing, it helped me a lot. Throughout, since I was 14, I've been writing ever since, both in Chinese and English. And yeah, it's just like talking to myself. And as soon as I read my piece, and I, most of the time, I don't remember what I wrote. And then when I... Just open the files again, and I'm just like, wow, I wrote that. And it's like, wow. Like, it's like when I'm writing on like different person, I'm like the the person who should be hating this word and then the family and stuff, but I never remember. I don't know why. I'm, I don't remember what I wrote in the time, which is weird. Not at all. And not, not a single sentence. Thank mm-hmm. you.